Bom dia, About That Life listeners. This is Will Ramirez. And I'm Octavia Ramirez. And you are listening to the About That Life podcast, episode 52, which means, which means we have finally, uh, after what, two years, three years, <laughs> amassed or accumulated one year's, one year's worth of a weekly podcast. Which is what this was supposed to be. Uh, Back in the summer of 2016. Yeah, so uh, we're doing a bad job. Yeah. But we're back, and we're here, and now we're so, so dedicated to this podcast that last week, if you were listening, and if not, then stop, go back and listen to episode 51 from Mendoza, Argentina. Si. And si, now senor. we are broadcasting from Rio de Janeiro. 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 See, close we're, enough, I guess. We're literally like across the street from Copacabana Beach. Copa, Copacabana. Shh, we're gonna get sued if uh, we sing too much oh, of that really? song. <laughs> I think Barry Manilow has more to do with life. It. Sued him and he lost. Oh, no, it didn't. He's a great artist. <laughs> He's not a great artist. Uh, anyway, yes, we are at the Copacabana Beach in Rio de Janeiro, Rio. Um, and we have been in, in Rio for four days, four days now, um, and it's been 75%, probably close to like 80 or 90%, because that one day that wasn't overcast, it became overcast. And the, started pouring. And started pouring rain in the afternoon. So we've had some bad luck with the weather here in Rio. We've yeah, seen the sun the for time. about four hours total sucks which yeah it does it really really sucks and apparently like according to the locals like that's so crazy and it rare never that it just happens. like never happens they're like watch like the second you leave yeah it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be like, like sunny and hot forever <laughs> yeah so i mean that's kind of annoying like sure you know whatever like we weren't it's not like we were gonna spend every day out on the beach anyway yeah but still um, but still like when you're out and about it's just like it's just it's you kind not... of you're kind of like oh this is a great neighborhood i wonder what it would look like in the sunshine yeah like <laughs> everything just like like you know that like vibrant like joyful like everybody's dancing kind that of like you... stereotype that you think about when you think about like brazil and and rio well somebody spat all over that because it's just mm -hmm. rain yeah, it's unfortunate. In other news, though, before we dig in and dive in deep into the Brazil breakdown, our thoughts, mm -hmm. and all that fun stuff. Oh, yes. Oh, No, yes. no, no, I didn't mean it's to that. It's our three-year wedding anniversary today. Cue the music. Oh, wait, no, we don't have music. Um, but yes, it is our <laughs> three-year wedding anniversary. A uh, happy anniversary. Thank you. I love you. I love you too. Uh, yeah. Uh, anything else you wanted to say on that? Yes, I love you. It's her wedding anniversary. Yeah, today. that's what I just. That's said. the whole reason we're even here, by the way. It's so. half of the reason we're here because it was my birthday. Also, this is not your birthday trip. <laughs> so every year at our on our wedding anniversary, we decided, and I was actually asking you earlier, like, when did we have this conversation? That basically we decided at some point. That for every year on our wedding anniversary, we would try to celebrate it somewhere. Well, else the problem was is that in the world, the problem it's I don't think yeah I'm sure we had the conversation at some point, but I think the bigger issue was year one mm -hmm. anniversary number one. Yeah, we went to Paris. Yeah, so it's like crap. <laughs> like, huh, what do we now? What do we do? Do we now yeah. go downhill from there? Go to there? like the Drake Devonshire? Like, no. Yeah, exactly. I mean, no hate to those that go to the Drake Devonshire for their wedding anniversary. Although, hate to the Drake Devonshire. Yeah, we already we have a whole YouTube video on hating on the Drake Devonshire. So, if you want to check it out, go to youtube.com slash Will Ramirez. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you're right. We basically set the bar too high. Way too from high. like year we one. We did not ramp up to Paris or to traveling. And but like also it's like like we always, always, like throughout our entire dating relationship, even way back to when we were just friends, mm -hmm. we always talked about traveling. Yeah. And 
wanting that to be a thing that we do.、Mm-hmm. Now we dated for a while, and then we got, and so we didn't travel together. We did some traveling individually during that time,、um, and then we finally got married. So now we can travel together. So it's like. Why would I stay back in Toronto? <laughs> like, yeah, especially because, like, you know, we're we're able to financially and just with our lifestyle able to travel. So why not? Kind of a thing,、yeah. you know. Like, I understand if you're a family with like three toddlers, you know, and things like that. Like, for you, maybe logistically going somewhere international on your wedding anniversary every year. Is not possible,、yeah. or it's just not probable at your、yeah. life stage. But, but like right now, we can. We so, can, yeah. Like, yeah. So we're doing it because, yeah, there may come a time where, for whatever reason, kids or otherwise. Although I don't buy the whole, if you have kids, you can't travel yeah, nonsense. Yeah, totally.、Um, it becomes much more expensive, that's for sure. But、mm-hmm. like, it doesn't mean you can't do it.、Mm-hmm. Um, So anyway, like for whatever reason, there may be a time where we cannot、um, trot the globe with the frequency, pace, and vigor with which we do it now. Yeah.、Um, so like, yeah, we're gonna do it now while we can, and, and until you know somebody says otherwise, you know, grabs my claw off the kayak. Website when I'm about to like <laughs> click something, you know, or book something, you know. Even on this trip, we're already like, oh man, we should probably book the next one right now. Yeah, we've already, already we were talking about that last night. Like, yeah, exactly. When is the best time for us? So we're planning a couple other、um, sa- small to semi-small trips. Yeah, like I, I don't mean, even know what constitutes as a small trip for us anymore. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like we're kind of toying. We might as well let people know we're kind of toying with the idea of El Salvador and potentially Mexico City. Yeah.、Um, in like the spring of 2019. We're kind of then, on this Latin American tip right now, so just、yeah. ride that wave. <laughs> well, part of that is like a family thing too.、Yeah. Like your family is in El Salvador, at least like. Especially your grandfather. A, a very small percentage、yeah. of my family is still in El Salvador. We're going to ma- see your grandfather. But yeah,、really. my grandfather. I don't know. And he's like in his eighties. When the last time I will be able to see him is, and I would like. To I've see never him. met him.、So. Yeah. And he's your only grandparent. He's、right? my only living grandparent. Yeah, so, so we should go see him, and like, yeah. So hopefully, we're gonna try to make that work in March. Um, But then Mexico City is just a <laughs> sick, sick place. Yeah, like we. I mean, obviously, like, anyways, we won't even get into that right now. But basically, we're trying to, we're already in the process while being on our trip of planning our next trip. And like, if we can just touch on that <laughs> for one second, because like, you know, like, I, you posted it on Instagram this week about like looking at our life and like, the intention is not that you get like FOMO or that we like make you envious of like, look at where we are. And yeah, I th- and I think like. We our intention has never been that like, wow! Look at look at me! Look at how amazing my life is.、Mm-hmm. I think even I mean both of us like when we do post something from our travels on Instagram, it's usually a thought or something that's sort of like a, something an an idea that may have been provoked by an image or something that we saw on our travels. Yeah, and I think the idea is not that you look at our life and and be discouraged by. The fact that maybe you're not there,、mm-hmm. or it's not to、um, inspire envy or any of that kind of thing in anybody,、uh, because like our life is, although our life, like you know, I love our life,、mm-hmm. but like we've also been through a lot too. So like, if you're gonna envy that, then envy all the crap we've been through too, because that's what it took to get us here. What kind of crap? Not the, like just individually, <laughs> like in this,、oh. like the stuff like in our life that that we've kind of. Had to endure to get to this point, and like both, even as a couple, the stuff we've had to endure to get to this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah.、Um, I was gonna say, I'm like, my life's been pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I speak for myself.、Um, <laughs> Obviously, like I've been through things, but like I'd say my life's been pretty great. <laughs> All right, cool. And, and like, is it okay to say that? Right? Like, I get it. I'm sorry. I don't mean to like. Shift gears. Shift gears away. No, 
<laughs> but you know how people are like, you know, you don't know what I've been through. You don't know but my life. You don't know my saying. life. But it's kind of like, there's a lot of people out there that are like, yeah, my, my life's been pretty great. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. <laughs> oh I mean, like, God. all things considered, people yeah, are life's gonna been hate good. Me. People are going to hate me even more than they already do. I don't think people hate you. I think people don't know you. And don't understand you. And it's easier to just hate somebody before you actually get to know them. So if they I do, agree. If they There's do, so many people I... No, yeah, yeah. Everyone I hate is just like, I just, I just don't know you. Right? <laughs> I hate you because I don't know you. And also, like, if I get to know you, I, I don't want to get to know you. Because if I get to know you, I'll understand that you're like a real person with feelings <laughs> and like emotions. And then that stupid empathy thing comes in. Yeah. And then you're just like, ah, oh, you're kind of just like me. You're right. It is actually so much easier to just like hate someone and not even bother to get to know them. Um, but yeah, that's a whole other topic for like another day. Yeah, it is. But all that to say, let's bring it back home. It's our wedding anniversary, mm -hmm. damn it. Happy anniversary. I really love you. I really love you too. I want to remind you. <laughs> I have been so reminded. Thank you. <laughs> okay, give me just real quickly, what was the one highlight from our wedding day? Other than the fact that it was a wedding day, like your wedding day. What was like a highlight for oh, you? Oh man, so many highlights from our Three wedding day. Three years ago. On um, this day. I think like... I think there was just a moment at our wedding day, and I always tell people to do this when I hear that you're getting married or your wedding's coming up. It's just like, take a moment to just like take it all in and remember as much of it as possible. Mm -hmm. Assuming you're enjoying yourself, which I had a blast at our yeah, wedding. Yeah, you were having a great time. Um, yeah, just take a, moment, take a moment. <laughs> I made it sound uh, like one I'm glad you a had a good time. <laughs> no, just like take a moment to like really just like memorize every detail. Like looking around the room and I just saw like smiling faces from like our families and some of our close friends and like even like randoms that some of them which we don't even talk to anymore. But yeah. they were there. Yeah, anyway. yeah, for sure. Um, but everybody was happy and I think like... Um, I, I, like a highlight from from that day I think like you know our first dance was like amazing it went off just the way we uh, I think the way I pictured it I think mm -hmm. um, and yeah and then just so many did like other moments you know like you know having a dance with my mom I've never danced with my mom in my life yeah um, oh man so many like People oh yeah, yeah. Up. There was no. There's. Well, your aunt. There's narrow dry eye in the room. Especially with your aunts. Yeah. They were just like losing their minds. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the people that kind of un understand, understand some of the context of of our life. Oh, I'm yeah. gonna start bawling right now. Don't don't do this to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, like moments like that, and then yeah, it was just like it was just an all round like great day. I had a blast at our wedding. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. And it was, I think for myself, the highlight was, uh, there's so many highlights. Yeah. But I think if I could just kind of overarchingly like paint a picture is the fact that <laughs> imagine if you, if you know anything about our particular culture. So I'm Pakistani and you are Hispanic. Mm -hmm. And so blending those two cultures was like a really intricate dance slash exercise in creativity oh yeah and like but the thing is it's like both cultures are like lively people you know yeah and like the great thing is like i don't even know god is so amazing in how he brought our families together because all our cousins were like having a great time together yeah yeah it was really cool like, like your side my side like they're all just like drinking together and like yeah, dancing yeah. and like <laughs> i think it's just very like convenient like everyone's kind of around the same age like yeah, everyone's kind out. of in their 20s and like yeah and most of them didn't have kids yeah there was like maybe a handful on your side but yeah. that was it so everyone's in their 20s and young and everyone's having a good time so I think like even just blending the families together and everyone kind of meeting, like at least the extended families, mm -hmm. like meeting for the first time and just like, hey, yeah, let's take shots together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was really cool. Um, your sister got us a mariachi, surprised us with a mariachi band. Yeah, that was pretty like, crazy. Like decked out in the hats and the big guitars and the fancy outfits and everything. Yeah, that was pretty insane. That was her gift to us. And that was like a surprise. And your face. 
Yeah. That was like the highlight for me. You're just like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and like, oh my gosh, your aunts were all lined up along the side, standing up and singing along with the yeah. mariachi band, and they were so bad. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> they were, and they're so loud. They like commit to their. They commit, and they were so terrible. They're really at like they, you know, like on uh, American Idol or like these singing shows where it's just like, you know, you just weren't committed to the song. You kind of like, you you wanted to go there and hit yeah. that note, but you just shied away and it just yeah. fell no, flat. They like, were going they, for like it. went for it and, and like, crashed and burned hard. <laughs> but they crashed and burned together. Together, that's there was the like important eight of them. Thing. How many of them were there? There was eight of them. Yeah. Yeah all lined up and I think like your sister and some cousins were like on the end of the like tail end of the lineup yeah too. but yeah that was really cute and like yeah you're right just having we always tell people this like enjoy your wedding day because that's gonna be the only really one of the only times in your life that like all your family and friends are in the same room yeah like all your favorite people are there yeah presumably hopefully yeah and then uh, some like political invites <laughs> yeah yeah there's the political invites um but yeah it's just like enjoy it take it in yeah you know uh one thing i regret is not not talking like making our way around to every table yeah um we were kind of doing that and then you got whisked away i got whisked away for my second outfit yeah which if you're Pakistani or Indian or any kind of something like that, Eastern culture, you know that there's always like a second outfit for the reception, which mm. now white people are starting to do too. Yeah. Like a second dress. But anyhow, it was really fun. And like having those two cultures together, like our DJ, which I actually, some of your cousins, your Spanish cousins are dating like East Indian people. Oh yeah, they gotta get DJ Jimmy suave. suave. <laughs> he, oh, no, he held it down. Like he was good, and like it's so funny because I was so nervous. I'm like, this is the one thing. Like I think we had a pretty good. Our food stuff was down like yeah. really well, but the the music made me really nervous. So I'm like, how in the world are we gonna get someone that understands how to do like eat like Indian? music or Pakistani Indian music like South Asian basically Bollywood like Bollywood Bhangra that kind of like dance stuff but then also be able to do like 90s and 2000s kind of hip-hop but then also be able to do like salsa reggaeton like those things yeah. and this guy nailed it like yeah, he killed everyone it. was on the dance floor and yeah it was awesome it was really good so I'm glad we got married here yeah, we are three. that was a good idea <laughs> Um, thanks for asking yeah you're welcome uh, uh, how about thanks for saying yes <laughs> yeah that you're too you're welcome <laughs> oh force God. of habit someone says thank you you say you're welcome <laughs> so you're welcome yes and thank you for saying yes because it would have really sucked if you said no yeah um, anyway Rio yes so Brazil, here we are uh, so we got to Brazil on Sunday night we entered by land uh, across the border with Argentina. Land, sea, and... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the process of getting from Argentina to Brazil was, like, so easy, <laughs> first right. of all. Yeah. Our cab driver, like, drove us across. She full... And it was a woman, too. Yeah. Shout out. To women. Susana. Susana. Um, like, went into customs or whatever, security with us, and, like... Gave her a little cab number because I guess it's like obviously very common for them to do that. Yeah. Um, gave her. Iwasu Falls is split into like two national parks on either side of the border with Argentina and Brazil. Yeah. So the bigger side is on the Argentine side, and you know you spend a day there, and then a lot of people go into Brazil the next day or the day before or whatever. Yeah, like you can cross it. back and forth. Yeah, as long yeah. as you have a visa. Exactly, which we did. Of which course. we did. You could get them online. Yeah. Um, it takes about uh, a day or so. Pro tip if you're going to get a visa online, you know they tell you to go do the passport photo and pay all that jazz? Well, it's just like if you're submitting it online, like they're not going to see the stamp on the pa on the back of the passport photo with the date and all that. So like... Just take like a cell phone picture? Just take a cell phone picture on a white background. Okay. Yeah. Like honestly, and then just crop it down to like whatever size they're asking for. Because Sweet. we spent we spent like... We did it last year. When we went to Kenya, um, I literally just did a cell phone photo mm -hmm. on a white background. Um, but this time I was a little bit nervous because I'd heard that like Brazilian, Brazil's customs is a little bit more strict with like 
um, they're issuing of visas. So, you know, I, I went and did the thing, but I ended up just having to take a picture of the picture I took. Oh my God. To、That's、submit、so、it online. Yeah. So I'm just like, well, why didn't I just like just take the picture myself? If there's no, there's no other form of validation that this is like, oh, you know, whatever. And then like these thieves at the, like, the camera shop or the photo place are like, oh, yeah, we can give you a digital copy, but,、uh, you know, that's going to be a little extra, little extra scratch. <laughs> You know, you're down for that? How'd you become a wise guy? <laughs> yeah, you know, all these wise guys, they're thieves. So anytime someone's trying to screw me yeah, over for some wise, extra dollars. Wise guys at Shopper's Drug Mart. <laughs> yeah, you know, these guys, like, anytime someone's trying to, like, make some, a little extra bank off of me, I'm just like, you're, you're acting like,、uh, you know. A wise know, guy. Like a wise guy, yeah. I mean, I ain't, I ain't no fool. <laughs> Although this time I paid. I didn't pay for the extra, but anyway. Uh, so we got into Brazil by cab. It was pretty awesome. Pretty yeah, easy. Yeah, very easy.、Um, took a flight to Rio the next day, and here we are. It, In、yeah. Brazil. So, what do you want to talk about, Rio, Brazil? Okay, so first of all, first things first, as soon as we crossed over to the Brazil side of Iguazu Falls, it was like a night and day difference. Like, immediately, I'm like, this country is way better off economically than Argentina. And I don't know if that has to do with the fact, like, just the, the towns themselves or whatever, like the Iguazu Falls. It's kind of like the US and Canadian side of Niagara Falls. Yeah, if you've ever been to Niagara Falls, like, you know, USA, it's pretty shitty. It's garbage, yeah. hot garbage. Yeah, so it's like clearly that one side is better than the other.、Um, so the view of Iguazu Falls, which, by the way, is like a phenomenal waterfall, like, it is so intense. And the reason it feels so intense is you're actually so close to the falls, as opposed to when you go to Niagara Falls, you're like so far away, like on the road basically. Yeah. But here you're very you're close. You're like right on top. You're of it. right on, at the falls basically. So, anyway, so apparently the view on the Argentine side is better, but the actual like city or town on the Brazilian side is so much better. They have this really great mall. Like, we went and had a food court meal that night. Yeah. Just because we didn't feel like being fancy or spending money. We were only really going to be there for just that one night. Yeah. We were tired, didn't want to spend time. We're like, or whatever. Money,、so、yeah, like, exactly. Let's, let's just... go to the mall, let's get a fast food, and let's、yeah. get back. And... Exactly. So, like, immediately I was like, wow, they actually have a mall here. Like, the other side was basically like a little ghost town. Like, it was just like, The Argentine side was like a highway with some shitty hotels along the side and then like some shitty restaurants like in the town center.、Mm-hmm. Um, but Brazil was completely different. So it felt immediately like, oh. Yeah, but would you、okay. still say people should go to Iwasu Falls? I'd say so. Yeah, I don't think you need more than like a day. Well, like, you need a full day at least. You need a full to, day. To like see. The Argentine side.、Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you don't really need to see the Brazilian side. Yeah, you don't really need to. It's, apparently,、nothing. it's really small and like you can see it in like two hours. Yeah. So if you, want, if you have time to do that, then go ahead. Yeah.、Um, But no, I wouldn't say, like, I would say if you. I don't think it's necessary. Like, if you're crunched for time and money, then don't bother. But if you have extra time and money and all that stuff, And you want to spend a little bit more time kind of going, you know, seeing little pockets of like the area that you wouldn't normally see,、yeah. then go for it. I don't think it's like you have to go there. No, it's not a completely like necessary thing,、no. but like it's pretty cool. It's like, pretty it's, cool. It's、I'm、different. We, it gets you out of a city. Like, yeah, I'm glad we did it.、Um, but again, like I said, I don't think that it's like a must. So, So, anyways, that was, I think, the first impression really with Brazil is immediately like, oh, wow, this is much better off. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely bigger. The people, like, it's just, you can clearly see that the Brazilian side just has more money and is just further developed. Well, I mean, it's a town of like 250,000 on the Brazilian side versus like 30,000, 20,000 on the Argentine side. So, like, it's a matter of scale as yeah, well. Yeah, scale, obviously. But again, I'm just saying that, yeah, it's way more. Like,、advanced. it's more of an actual city on the other side. Yeah, it's、Brazilian、like living、side. in like, the suburbs somewhere in like, North America.、Yeah. Like, they have movie theaters, mall. Like, there was like, we passed two major malls. Yeah. You know, and there's like a McDonald's there, <laughs> things like that. So, that was like right off the bat. I was like, wow, okay, Brazil is actually quite. More advanced, quite、mm-hmm. more. That's terrible. Yeah. Is a lot more advanced. Yep.、Um, 
than Argentina. So that was my first yeah. impression. My first impression, um, you know, I'm not even going to say anything about Iguazu Falls and the Brazilian side because, like, for me, that was just a place to sleep that night. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we got to we got to Rio. Uh, we met up with our our friends who we were staying with for a couple nights. Fernão. 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 Anyway, this <laughs> get these R's in Portuguese are messing with me. And his wife Carolina. We were staying with them here in Rio for a few days, and you know, right away we got there. We got you know, uh, we got to the uh, we got to their place, and then uh, we walked to one of their favorite lunch spots. Um, I can't remember what it was called. Garota de something de Flamingo. De... Anyway, whatever their neighborhood is, and then. Um, and immediately the food was just so much better than Argentina. Yeah. <laughs> we were still just having like grilled meat. Grilled meat and rice, white rice. But like the fact that they offer you all these extra like condiments There's and things like, like sauces. Sa- and sauces like and like salsa. like Spices not s- and chilies. Vinegar, and like, like vinegar based. Flavor like, things. Yeah. <laughs> things with flavor in them. Like. Yeah. Flavor. Like added. Added. It's like yeah. value add. <laughs> <laughs> it's a flavor add, right? Like something like vinegar, salt, lemon, lime. Like these are flavor components that you don't necessarily just eat those. You don't ever eat vinegar on its own. It's no. supposed to be added to things to add flavor and tang and umami. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So, so yeah, the first thing is like you get to this grilled meat. It already has all this like... Um, crystally salt thing on it so you know you're gonna get that salt flavor it's gonna hit you and then they have this like salsa like almost like a pico de gallo mm-hmm. but with like a vinegar and lemon base or whatever you throw some of that on your meat and your rice yeah, and you it just these, like pickled chilies the and pickled chilies oh so good it's just like so good. it was the first time I felt like life in, in my mouth in my mouth in over a week and like don't get me wrong, like, there were some good steaks and some good meals in Argentina, as expected, but, like, there was a, la- a fundamental lack of, like, flavor, flavor and, like, excitement in the food. Yeah, totally. That, like, it was very bland. Like, there's just, there's no excitement. There's no, like, celebration of food. Flavor. A flavor. Yeah. 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 It's like, there's, where's the love, Argentina? <laughs> Where's the love? And that's, you know what's so funny that you're saying this? Because I'm the one that told you, like, I can tell you're not doing this with love. And you're like, what does that even mean? I'm like, it just is what it is. When you do something with love versus not with love, the person on the receiving end can feel it. Yeah. You know how they say, like, the secret ingredient is love. (laughs) Like, you know what? That's so cheesy, but it's so freaking true. Like, this is why people love, like, mom or grandma's homemade cooking, you know, like, like home cooking, mm-hmm. because you know it's made, for the most part, if not by obligation, then at least with, like, yeah. love, right? So, um, that's why, like, when you go home from, like, if you're a student and you go home for the first time and you have your mom's home cooking, it just tastes like the best food you've ever had, mm-hmm. right? So... Even the same goes for restaurants. Like, obviously, you know, this is people's job and whatnot. But you can tell when someone's put some thought and, like, real creativity and care into the work. care. Not even, like, you care about me. But, like, you care that, like, someone is expected to eat this. Yeah. So don't you... And I think we did a whole podcast on this early... Way early days. About Tim Hortons. About like Tim Hortons, how they just slap your food into like like together and then just yeah, like, yeah the meat's like it. hanging out of the sandwich and like, do you know what I mean like? But at least like it's a consistent flavor. Like you know what it's gonna taste like afterwards. But this is like, I mean, I'm sitting down here. I'm paying you yeah. like. Anyway, we talked about that. We last wait. Time. Yeah, exactly. So basically, right off the bat, we were like excited and happy because we knew like yes, like if this is what. Brazil is like, or Rio, we are here for this. Yeah, I was down. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, like the weather, man. Like. Yeah, we got kind of screwed. We have been really unlucky with the weather, um, but we did get to go to the world famous Ipanema Beach. Yeah, um, which is right next to Copacabana. Yeah. Where our hotel is across the street from Ipan- um, Copacabana. Yeah. But... It's 
not like it's just so busy like it's all these like volleyball nets and like sporting things which is nice yeah but if you're really just kind of looking for a really great place to like sit and then go in the water and have food like i think ipanema beach the is, water is nicer yeah like, it looks oh. that nice turquoise turquoise aqua blue yeah very uh, clean like there's not even any seaweed or anything coming up in the water these like beautiful crisp waves if you're into the surfing <clears throat> excuse me um yeah it's just Ipanema, it probably gets nicer even further down, but like yeah. the part of Ipanema that we did see was just like, yeah, it was on point. Oh yeah, that's enough before we yeah, get sued. Get sued. <laughs> <laughs> if that sound tune sounds familiar to you, that's called The Girl from Ipanema by Tom Jobim. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> uh, we actually saw the place where that song was written today. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I mean, okay, so the other thing I wanted to talk about Brazil is mm -hmm. um, there's obviously a huge disparity of rich and poor here in Brazil. Mm -hmm. um, you have these, like, favelas. Um, Famous favelas. Yeah, that are kind of sprawling up the side of the mountain, and um, there's also... Mountains. All, mountains, yeah, and there's all sorts of, like, social, economic, political issues um, around those living situations, I guess, that, that housing. Um, situacion. <laughs> situ situacion. <laughs> That's a word. I don't know. Situation. Um, I saw it in so, the TV. You know, and then, like, I saw, like, on Lonely Planet and, like, even, like, there's other places around here that are offering, like, favela tours. And, like, while I do want to go see the favelas... Like, I, I, I'm generally interested to kind of see what those neighborhoods are because, one, I suspect there's probably really good food there. Um, street food, at least. And, you know, I'm, I'm like a sucker. I'll, I'll, I will try the street food. Um, and, but, like, here's the thing. It's, like, it felt like you're going, it feels like, to me, like you're going on, like, a ghetto safari. Not, like, a <laughs> ghetto as in, like, it's, like, low-budget safari. <laughs> as in, like... Like, you're safariing. In, in a ghetto. ghetto. Yeah, exactly. It's like, and it, it just it just feels to me like you'd be treating the people who live there. Like animals. Like zoo animals to be, like, looked at. Gawked at. Yeah. And that's what they don't like. Like, you can just sense their, like, defensiveness with tourists because they know that, like, you're just out here trying to take Instagram photos of me and my, like, hardship. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's everywhere in the world. Like, we've encountered that a couple times in, in our travels. Mm -hmm. and even in L.A. Yeah, You know, there was, there was a girl who thought, I, I mean, I wasn't taking a, like, I was taking a photo of, like, this, like... Even in Argentina. ...van thing. And it was, yeah, and even in Argentina, there was, like, a busker. And I, you know, took a quick shot of him. And he came over and asked, like, hey, what... What are you? What are you filming me for? Are you like trying to make fun of me or something like that? It's like, mm -hmm. it's like, no, nah, man. Like, I just wanted to like, I, I appreciate what you're doing. Like, he was just kind of like juggling, juggling on it, the like, side of the on street. the side of the street, or like actually in in traffic. Literally, like, while there was a red light, he came in front of the the cars and, and, and started like juggling in yeah, front of the cars. I'm like, I'm appreciating that because that's pretty cool. One that you're doing that because you're really good at it, and two that. Like, we don't see that kind of stuff where I'm from. Yeah. So, I mean, he was, like, cool after that. He's just like, oh, yeah, you know. And he start start telling me about about his, like, conditions, some of the things that, like, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, they're starting to ban some of this in, like, you know, street performing in, in, in like, certain places. Um, so, you know, it really sucks. There's less and less places where you, where you can do this. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, man. That's like, probably why he felt, like, threatened that, oh, are you reporting? You're gonna yeah, report yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm just like, no, nah, man. Like, I'm, it's all good. I, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, and I think, you know, like, that, I, I still have to kind of, like, for me, like, I don't like taking, like, being in someone's face with, like, a camera. Uh -huh. um, but, like, sometimes it's like I want to get that shot. Um, for whatever reason, B-roll. <laughs> yeah, there's just B. Yeah, you're just gonna be B-roll in my in my YouTube video, which is like, you know what? It's like it's not worth. It's not worth making like, someone feel like shit. Yeah, making yeah. someone feel like they're just like, oh, I'm just like a thing. I'm just a nice framed for you. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm just like part of the atmosphere kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And like the same, like you said, the same thing happened to us in Venice Beach, California, where this girl, as if you are familiar, you know a lot of people there are living out of vans yeah. on the side of the street. And so this one girl, I think you were taking some shot like into a mirror, yeah. which was reflecting off the van or something like that. Yeah. And she thought you were filming her yeah. in her van. And she came after us. She excuse me, you know, what are you, why are you filming me? Like... What do you, who what what are you filming? And we're like, oh, sorry, we were just filming like the reflection off this mirror, which happened to be right next to her van. Yeah. She's like, oh, okay. Are you making fun of me? Like, are you trying to make fun of my situation? And we were yeah. like, oh no. Like. Yeah, I had no idea what this. We're like, there was what a situation. situation? <laughs> like, I was She's just like, like oh, there was like a cool I'm mirror making, in yeah. the van, and I'm like, oh, like, it's creating a cool reflection. Yeah, exactly. And I get a She's shot. like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, you know, it's just that like. People, they come here and they make me feel like crap for living in a car. But, you know, that's... She just started talking. Yeah. And she's like, oh, where are you guys from? We're like, we're from Canada. She's like, okay, cool. Like, Canadians, you guys are cool. But, like, people here, you know, they make... they Yeah. And so it's, it's such a fine line, right? Like, you want to... For us, at least, when we go on these trips, like, we're really trying to understand the socioeconomic and political climate that we're entering. Yeah. So we're not out here, you know, you talked about this a little bit on your YouTube channel, so hopefully you guys will hop over there and just check out the actual video of everything we're talking about. But, like, we just really just are curious. Like, it's these curiosities in us that even leads us to come to places like this. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, we're not here for a beach vacation. You yeah. know what I mean? And if we were, it'd be a really shitty situation because we were rained out yeah. for 90% of the time. But, like, we are here to, like, learn. Like, what is, like, how how do these people in favelas live? Like, you know, are they normal people? Like... You know, obviously we see things on TV and, like, documentaries that's, like, gang violence and police, yeah, gang and and police wars. And, like... And just, like, do I want to go into a favela and, again, show that side of Rio to everyone when there's, like, so much more? It's, like, I don't want to just show, like, oh, yeah, Copacabana Beach, Carnival, fun, party, all that jazz. And then I don't want to show, like, you know, City of God and gangs and, like you know, shootouts and things like that. It's just like, mm-hmm. you know, there's something different about this city. Yeah. And the vibe here that I've always wanted to kind of tap into. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you you see, like, the spirit of, like, Brazil when you see, like, an international, like, soccer tournaments or, um, you know, just through Carnival itself and the music. And, like, every, like, Brazilian person I've ever met has generally been a pretty happy joyful person loving people yeah so it's like all right like where where does that come from you know and like you know that gets you have to kind of immerse yourself in a little bit more uh dynamically than you would otherwise if you were just if we just kind of came to this hotel stayed at copacabana beach and our morning routine was get a towel from the lobby and go sit on the beach all day yeah you know what i mean i wouldn't learn anything about rio about this country about the people in it that's right we never envision that for our travels ever no like i'll take a day it's fun like i love the beach too you know what i mean like had a great time that one sunny day where we're sitting on the beach you know people are coming by selling drinks Because that's part of the culture too right like you don't want to completely bypass that yeah like that is a huge part of like rio culture and our friends that live here i asked them like do you come here often or do you only just come like when you have visitors because they've had like um, you know, family and things from other parts of the world come and some friends and obviously our friends are quite well traveled as well. We met them actually in Toronto. They lived there for a year and a half. And so, yeah, our friend was like, no, we, we try to come like once, usually like at least every weekend if it's like really nice and hot out and like, you know, they her and her husband will try to make it out and just sit there and relax and go into the water or play football or whatever it is they're doing. So, yeah. Um, so this is a regular part of for of, Bra- life. Of, of life here in Rio. And so I think not doing that would have been like a disservice to us because that's l- like legitimately how people of Rio live. Like that is what they like do to relax and just have fun with their friends and family. So I'm glad we got to experience that if, even just for like a short time as well. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like you're right. I just, I did really want to go to the favelas only because 
I just think of it as another neighborhood to visit. You know yeah. what I mean? Another like, yeah. And like, I know that it's poor people. I know that their homes are like basically like stacked cardboard, or sorry, uh, stacked concrete bricks on top of one another, like going up a mountain essentially. Like I know that, but like I just want to like see experience, like seeing the kids running around in their neighborhood, or playing yeah. soccer, or seeing the yeah. women and seeing the shops or whatever is there. And I asked our friend, I was like what like what is life like for those people she's like they're honestly they're just normal people like they'll take the bus into the city they work in the cities like i mean they live in the city as well but like in like these downtown core areas they work they're just normal people yeah they just and then now actually as we see the prices of things i'm like if you are quote a poor person in this country oh my gosh like how do you even get yourself out of that situation of poverty mm -hmm. so like a favela really is to be like completely real like really their only option and that was the thing that struck me most because i always try to put myself in the position or in the shoes of people when i go to these countries and i think okay <laughs> if my life wasn't the way it is and i wasn't a privileged person who just happened to be born in a middle class family in on Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Mm -hmm. And if I happened to be born into a family that lived in a favela and maybe had like a slave heritage, you know, like what would I do? Like how would I pick myself up, you know, from my bootstraps and like get myself to a better place? We better, actually had the privilege to play soccer or something. Yeah, well that's the <laughs> thing, right? And so and again, you're you're at what? a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a chance of getting into the big leagues and at the international stage, mm -hmm. right? Especially here in Brazil where competition is just as good as like anyone, right? Mm -hmm. So we had the privilege of actually today, we went for breakfast at a cafe, which was called Gringo, Gringo Cafe. cafe. <laughs> and we actually met the owner. He just happened to be putting up a sign. We met the Gringo himself? Yeah, he's like, I'm the Gringo. Yeah. Um, he was an American expat who just fell in love with Rio and decided to like move here and put down roots and actually started a business. And that was such a great conversation. Yeah. Um, just getting to talk. We talked to him for probably a good 20 something mm -hmm. minutes and like you scarfed down your meal because <laughs> yeah. you were starving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, like, I appreciate the conversation, but I got to I got work to do here. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, anyway, so he was like from Santa Barbara, California, and he came and he opened this. And it was just so interesting to hear the perspective of someone who comes from like this privileged part of the world to an extent. And not just like any part of Cal like Santa Barbara, yeah. California, you know what I mean? Yeah. To come here and he's been living here for years um, and, you know, he has plans to expand his business as well. So he doesn't doesn't sound like he's planning on leaving anytime soon, no. but just to hear like from like a North American perspective of life here in Rio. And also for me as a business person, I was just so curious to like talk to him about how is it running a business here? Yeah, You know, and he's like, yeah, it's interesting because, you know, in North America, like we've been kind of, it's been inundated in us. Like if you work hard enough, if you believe in yourself, like, you know, the American dream is fed to you from the moment you're born. Yeah. And obviously that trickles right it's into self -determination. It's self-determination. It's that that Western liberal democracy ideal of being able to determine your own, own future, your own future and your own, like your family's future and, and like shifting your, you know, shifting your legacy. Yeah. If, if you know, like generating upward mobility exactly economically for yourself and for your family. And yeah. And that, you know, whether you think that, may or may not have an effect on you it probably does yeah whether you whether you even believe that that's true or not whether you you know i know there's like you know there was that whole like uh occupy wall street and all that kind of stuff all those movements um following like 2008 but like whether you believe in that or not like it's in you if you were, if you. you grew up in north america or any more of western type democracy but particularly north america and even more particularly the united states mm -hmm. um you know, self being able to self determine um, your fate and and chart a path forward for yourself and make room for yourself based on 
and create opportunities for others along the way. Yeah, exactly. It that... is in you. And we talked about the fact that even the way our education system in North America is designed, you know, teaching things like leadership qualities in kids from as young as the age of like four or five. You know, he, he actually mentioned a specific example of like show and tell mm. in schools where you make a young child get up in front of his peers, in front of his classmates and share something about himself. Yeah, communicate an idea. Communicate. And in that, you know, your teacher is instructing you like stand up straight, speak clearly, speak louder so the people in the back can hear you. And you know, asking like, well, what do you like about that thing? Why do you like it? Yeah. What it, like what elements? And so you're having to express yourself in a way that's going to engage your audience and engage people around you and, you know, whatever. You can go deep into all that. But he's, he made that example and I was like, that's so true. You know, presentations, show and tell, group. Group <laughs> work, projects. Group yeah. projects. Like just the way our curriculums are designed in North America is, you know, like you said, whether you like it or not, you have been bred. <laughs> yeah. You've been put through this system where... To, to think for yourself and to create a way. where And the contrast to that is the Brazilian workforce, which by his words, not ours, you know, as a small business owner, he literally has to spoon feed them everything. Like they'll show up to work and just stand there waiting for their next instruction, mm -hmm. you know, whereas like... For us, if I work at a cafe, I know to be like, okay, well, let me like start wiping the tables and like maybe, oh, it's kind of dirty. I'll start sweeping, like whatever. Um, and he says like sometimes he'll have expats that are like, hey, I'm just passing through like backpackers and stuff yeah. that are like, hey, can I like work here for a month or something? Mm -hmm. And then the other Brazilian <laughs> workers are like, oh, wow. The person memorizes, so memorizes the menu in like a day and they just pick it up so much faster. Yeah. And it was just such a fascinating conversation yeah. from someone who is living in here and is invested here and invested in the people and creating jobs, but comes from a background that is so different mm -hmm. and kind of like what led them to be like that, right? And we talked about, and you know what, just as like a complete side note, like if you travel, talk to people, Yeah, like look for those opportunities for us. There was like a sign. There was literally a sign that he was posting up about Thanksgiving. Yeah. And I kind of went like, oh, huh, Thanksgiving. That's yeah, funny. Yeah. And then he kind of heard me and then engaged in a conversation. I immediately noticed his accent was like, he spoke English very well. Like perfectly. And almost sounded North American. I was like, are you American? And he's like, oh, yeah, I am. What about you? Like, and then that's how it started. So yeah. I've actually traveled with friends where I would start talking to a stranger at like a coffee shop or something. And they'll be like embarrassed that I'm talking to a stranger. But it's like, why? Like, I'm not here to just have a good time. Like, like we said, you know, a few minutes ago, like, of course, having a good time is a byproduct of travel for the most part. Mm -hmm. But like, you want to know, like, you're not just there to have a good time and just take and take and take. You want to know, like, how did things here come to be why are they the way they are so having this conversation with him was enlightening and also like when we first like basically our first few hours of being here in Rio with our friends they had just had an election the day before yeah and so they kind of told us all about you know the guy that's kind of in the in the running to become the next president here and how he's basically known as like the brazilian trump yeah. and the implications of that like why they got to this point where the country's at you know wanting to hire this crazy military dictator versus like someone that's a little bit more moderate or leftist like mm -hmm. there's just so much like political and economic and social um just like dynamics that are at play right now specifically. Yeah, and I'm I, like, let me know about that. Yeah, I mean, in the same way that like, you know, you can look at the, like people maybe from outside the United States can look at the states and be like, wow, they're so stupid. How could they elect Trump? Mm -hmm. But it's just like, well, you're not listening then. Because what you're not listening to is that these are real people with real hopes and fears and, you know, real anxieties about the way their life is. And for whatever reason, there was something there that led them to say either like F you everybody else, I'm voting for Trump just to screw everything up mm -hmm. or like 
this guy gets it. This guy's saying the things that nobody else says. And it's like, yeah, so like, you know, you know, once this guy is elected and, you know, the rest of the world will be like, oh, tut tut, Brazil just elected a right-wing dictator, woo, you know, poo-poo on them, mm-hmm. you know, but like, you, you know, behind that, it's like, well, why? Like, try to understand why people feel in the way they do and mm-hmm. like, you know, the really from everyone we've talked to, the situation has gotten worse. Yeah. There was like this great, you know, boom. period of economic Econ- boom and where things were fantastic and that kind of peaked around the Olympics. Mm-hmm. And now... It's starting to go down. Again. Yeah, now it's getting incrementally worse where, you know, our, our friend here, the gringo, <laughs> was telling us, you know, people will call in and say like, I, yeah, I'm going to be late for work because there's gunfire in my neighborhood. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> you know, when there's gunfire in your neighborhood preventing you from getting to work, makes the TTC sound a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, to live your life, still shitty, but and like provide for your family when like that's the obstacle. Yeah. Then like a military guy who says we need safety and security, mm-hmm. that's gonna ring a bell with you. That's right, right? Like, yeah, maybe you're not sophisticated enough to understand what the full implications are of are of that. Or yeah. Maybe, like, yeah, all you care about is, like, I need to get to work in the morning. That's right. You know, I don't care about anything else. I don't care that he doesn't like gay people. I have kids to feed. Yeah, you know what I mean? So it's, like, you know, it's it's really understanding those things that, like, that for me is what makes, like, these trips for me is, like, the conversations that we have with people. Mm -hmm. You know, and every time I've traveled, whether it's, like, a conversation with, like, a cab driver... Who, mm-hmm. like, again, I, I think I said it in the last podcast, like, cab drivers, like, know so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love talking to them when I can. Haven't been able to have much <laughs> of a conversation with them in this country. Um, but, but yeah, it's just, like, have that conversation. Just try to understand, like, you know, what their vibe is. Yeah, totally. I love, this is, like, the reason we travel. Yeah, I love it. I love it. There was a... Um, riot actually in the streets of Nairobi while we were just on a casual walk through the streets of Nairobi. Yeah, in a whole different part of the city there or (laughs) nearby, I guess. Near like our hotel. And uh, and that's what we do is we walk hand in hand through random streets all over the world. And um, in doing so, we happen to bump into or an, an individual started talking to us who was, like, a TV reporter for, like, a local news station. Yeah. Or, like, the national news station there. And he was like, oh, you know, and he spoke English really well. And, you know, he was kind of like, oh, you know, can you smell the tear gas in the air? And we're like, no. But I also don't know what tear yeah. gas smells like. <laughs> I'm from Toronto. Like, I'm from yeah. Brampton. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Which, Never by had. the way, there was some guys we saw last night at dinner and then today at the Gringo Cafe. They were Brampton mans. Brampton mans. <laughs> <laughs> like they must have been like definitely Indian. Yeah, it's like Chinkuzi and Bovary. Like, y'all are from Williams Parkway, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, so seriously, like I don't know. Like those are it's just those exciting times that I if like, travel cherish. is if travel is all about opening your mind to like new experiences. It's not just about like, oh my God, I'm going to try this like different food. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's, that's like bare minimum. And yeah. like, congratulations. If like, that's where you're at, then cool. Yeah, that's a step. Right. And then it's just like, all right, like go down a street that you don't know or like that doesn't have a Starbucks on or go have a well. coffee. <laughs> no, go have a coffee on uh, on a different place that isn't Starbucks. Yeah. And I, I love Starbucks. but Yeah, like, which by the way, yeah, if you don't know, I collect those Starbucks. Yeah, you we, are here. We mugs. still have to go to Starbucks. We have to go get it. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, the, the idea is like making room for serendipity um, and making room for the unknown. And like, yeah, it's a risk. Yeah, sometimes it's gonna burn you, like it did when we tried to get tickets to the Boca Juniors game. Yeah, it took a risk. But, like, it's a calculated We risk. never actually talked about that, by the way. Didn't we? Basically, long story short, you wanted to go to the Boca Juniors uh, game. soccer game. There are a lot of, like, scalpers out there, and you were so desperate to get tickets, or fake, basically, scalpers, quote, unquote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy comes up to you and is like, hey, yeah, I'll give you tickets, and you were so, like... Please, I was like, babe, like all the whole time, I'm like, babe, this guy's a scam artist. These are kind of for tickets. These are fake. I just knew it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, 
call it women's intuition or whatever. I was like, babe, this is fake. Like, let this guy go. You're like, I have to take a chance. I had, and to you take had a that face. It was your birthday, and I'm just like, uh, okay. Let's I had to do take it. a chance. And also, I knew like, okay, if these are fake, we lost like 50, 60 bucks, whatever. In the grand scheme of things, like your joy is more important to me, and I knew they were fake. So the second we tried to tap these tickets onto those like turnstiles to get into the game to the stadium, they didn't work, and the guys like. Yeah, these are fake. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, that was that. <laughs> so You win some, you lose some. Yeah, you win some, you lose some. But overall, it was like, yeah, it was like a good trip yeah. so far. But The point being, like, yeah, I always tell people, it's like, just be open and available to, like, conversations. I always try to talk to, like, even here where my Portuguese is, like, zero to, like, less than zero. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I'll try to, like, in the few words that I know and, like, be like, okay, tráfico, yeah, muito, <laughs> lots of traffic today. And then, like, they'll respond to me, and I won't necessarily know what they say, but, like, you can kind of catch the vibe based on, like, tone yeah. and, like, yeah. body language of, like, what they're trying to express. Mm-hmm. And and then, like, after a couple of minutes, I'll, like, replay those words in my head and be like, oh, that's what he meant, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. The other thing I do want to add before we wrap up is that last or two nights ago, we went to a like local football game. Botafogo. Botafogo, which is one of the like league Brazilian league teams yep. here. So you did end up going to a soccer game. Yeah, I did, and it was amazing. And I actually think that this was probably way better because, like, first of all, according to our friends, this team is their team, and they've been playing like crap all season or something. Yeah. They're not doing well. And yet, here we are showing up to this game, and it's lit. Like, it is lit. Like, there's just so many people. <laughs> like, the flags, giant flags are being waved. Drums. Like, barbecues are going on the street. And, like, everyone from, like, literally a baby, you guys, that was, like, less than a year old. Yeah. To, like, the oldest people, the most basic looking house, like, stay at home mom type women. To like these hoodlum looking guys with like yeah. pants down to their ankles, basically, and like no shirt on. Like anyone, like people from, I don't want to say all walks of life because there wasn't really any uppity looking people there. They were in the boxes. They were in the boxes, but like just everyone from the neighborhood seemed to be there. And like they all knew the chance and like, and I said this too, right as we were leaving the stadium, I was like, you know what? We talked about this in another episode about like what makes a city have vibe when we're like, ah, this didn't, the vibes weren't just, just weren't there. <laughs> vibes mean black people. <laughs> <laughs> We've said it before. We're like, ah, oh, you know, that was a cool city, but just like, there was, there's no vibes, you know? So I had been to a Barcelona football club, yeah, football club Barcelona game you know with you and that was a big game yeah that was a champions League. that was a champions league game and i went and i was just like yeah it was good but like we're like the dancers and the drum lines and like (laughs) i'm used to like nfl football or like nba basketball like raptors kind of thing what's the halftime where's the halftime show where's like the mascot where's carrie underwood (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) but this game made me be like, this is what I was thinking should yeah. be there. Like, there wasn't cheerleaders and stuff, but, like, the fans were just like, ah, oh, they knew all, like, they're clapping, they're dancing, they're yeah. doing all this stuff. That's sort of the and feeling. And I just remember, in, yeah. again, sorry, but to finish my thought, it's just like, there's black people in Rio de Janeiro. Yeah. <laughs> and so their love of, foop, of you know, soccer here translate into just vibes on vibes on vibes you know like the drums like there was a drum line basically in the crowd and people singing and like these dudes like just i mean honestly black people bring the vibes and if you can get yourself to some cities that maybe you don't like where there's black people do it (laughs) yeah i mean you can't argue check the history of like american popular music way all the way back to like jazz rock and roll yeah hip-hop pop like r&b like yeah like it's just honestly the energy was just through the roof and like again the stadium wasn't even full but it felt full and the people were just like vibing and just full of energy and life and the music and the drums and the cheering and just 
amazing. Like I just, that was to me what it should be. Mm -hmm. And that was lacking in Barcelona. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Uh, so we're coming up to the hour mark, and uh, that's uh, I think I think we're gonna wrap it up there for yeah, about that life. We'll see you again in Toronto. Uh, yeah, I Toronto. Guess. Toronto. But I know. we'll probably try to do another episode in New York City. Oh yeah, we're going back to New York soon. Um, anyway, it's been great. Wish us safe travels. Thank you very much. I know you're all saying it in your head right now. <laughs> <laughs> if you have any questions about Rio or Argentina, if you're traveling there, like definitely shoot us a message on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash about that life podcast. Yep. Or hit us up on Instagram. All the details are in the show notes. Don't forget to rate us. Yeah. Stars on stars, <laughs> stars on, on stars. stars. Vibes on vibes. <laughs> Rate us on iTunes or whatever you listen to this podcast on. Um, Ugh, I've been using Google Podcasts the worst. Oh, gosh. Okay. And, <laughs> yeah, like we said, just hit us up. Like, let us know if you are traveling to these parts of the world. South America is awesome. And I'm sure we'll be back, except I think next time we're going to do the west coast of South America, yeah. which is Peru and Chile and Patagonia and all that fun stuff. So, yeah. Can't wait for that. Yeah, uh, but it's been good. Happy yeah. anniversary. It's I'm been glad good. we came here. As am I. Happy anniversary. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and that's it for us on the About That Life podcast. I'm Will Ramirez. And I'm Ciao. Ciao. Obrigado. Obrigado.